When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jam-packed show on this Thursday. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, not to mention Sirius XM Channel 80. Canty, I know you had one more thought about what we were talking about with Eric Bieniemy before we get to Aaron Rodgers and the circus that he has once again been able to pitch a tent over. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Carlin. So I went back and just took a look. And, of course, uh, when I came in the league in 2005, 17 years ago, there were six black head coaches in the National Football League. There are only three black head coaches after this hiring cycle, Carlin. Three. D'Amico Ryan's in Houston, Mike Tomlin in Pittsburgh, and Todd Bowles in Tampa. Three. So the, the Rooney rule has been in place for well over a decade, and we're talking about three Black head coaches in the National Football League. Now, as far as Eric Bieniemy is concerned, you start to see things on social media from people that are saying, oh, well, why are we to believe that the NFL teams are racist in that sense? And, and, and that's evident in Bieniemy not having a job. It's not about NFL teams not being racist. It's about all of us having inherent biases and being able to work past them for the betterment of our organization and to provide equitable opportunities for all. And, and Carlin, That's not the case when it comes to black coaches in the National Football League. There's no world in which you can say they receive fair and equitable treatment in comparison to their white counterparts. And that's the issue. And Eric Bieniemy has become the face of this issue. And Carlin, here's the other thing about the the, the fake excuse and why Bieniemy doesn't have a job. Oh, he doesn't interview well. Well, Carlin, how can he not interview well but then have the ability to communicate so well to coaches and players to the point where he's been the offensive coordinator for, count them, three number one ranked offenses in the National Football League. So he's been the coordinator five years. He's had the number one ranked offense three times, and he's won the Super Bowl twice. If he's so bad at interviewing and communicating what his vision is to owners and general managers, why is he so good at communicating his vision to players and coaches on the Kansas City Chiefs staff? Help me understand that. I've never for a minute bought into it because I think if you hear that early, which we did early, you understand that you get that fixed pretty quickly if you're Eric Bieniemy. You know, yeah, I mean, he's interviewed interviews 17 times for yeah, 16 It doesn't vacancies. happen 17 times. He's, he's interviewed, hold on, let me get it right, 17 vacancies, yeah. 16 different teams. So that means there's a team in there, Carlin, that interviewed him not once but twice and still didn't hire him. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, the Houston Texans were hiring and firing coaches every other year until this offseason. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Hey, uh, yesterday Ooh. we found out that there's – well, I don't want to call it a delay because apparently it was always scheduled for Aaron Rodgers to go on his darkness Hello, retreat. Darkness, my old friend. Uh, just uh, apparently on Friday, that's when that's going to start, Canty. 
on yeah. Friday, not on Monday. And there's no guarantee that he's going to make up his mind right after. Here he is on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I have no problem with Ian Rappaport, Schefter. I think they're really good at their jobs. When it comes to me, they don't know shit. They really don't. They don't have people in my inner circle who are sources. I can promise you that. And anybody who would talk to them is not in my inner circle. It's that simple. I've had this planned on the books for four months for the same time. And when someone like that goes on and says something that's not true, it creates a story that's bullshit. And it just keeps on going and going and going. And then it's like I'm trying to insert myself into this conversation. You know, got me to thinking, who, who's in that inner circle? <laughs> who do you think is that's in the Aaron Rodgers inner circle? That's a great question. And, and I don't know, but it, it, it's got to be an interesting collection of individuals that would be in Aaron Rodgers' inner circle because it seems like it's a very confusing place to be, perpetual gray, Carlin, not a lot of black and white, not a lot of absolute truths. And so, I don't know, it seems like that, that's, a, that's a really dicey spot to be in. You know, uh, fellas, give me a little NFL music because I spent a little bit of time this morning. I, it just got me to thinking, who is in Aaron Rodgers' inner circle. Let's give you a quick top five people who are likely in, in Aaron Rodgers' inner circle. Are you I ready? Like it. I like this it. This might I'm ready. be part of our new feature, the bottom five. <laughs> More appropriate. Number five. Number five, Snooky. <laughs> Number four. Number four, Deepak Chopra. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Number three. David Bakhtiari, of course. Oh, no doubt. Their, their Friday night date night. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Number two. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes. Yes. No question. No question. And number one. Number one. I think it's Gary Busey myself because he seems to make the most sense of anybody. <laughs> Gary Busey. I haven't heard that name in a long time. Wow. There is your There is your bottom five people who are in that inner circle. But, but seriously, you know. Just, it's so silly for Aaron Rodgers to continue to perpetuate this idea that he owns any leverage in the situation. Because no matter how he wants to portray himself as the smartest man on the planet, can't he? I'm sorry. Even the smartest man on the planet is not walking away from $60 million. It's not happening. We all know it. You just don't want to admit it so you can somehow try to keep some sort of leverage in your own mind over the situation. The bottom line is he's going to drag this out and try to hold teams hostage, including the Packers. If I were the Packers, no. You're going to tell us by Friday before you go into your uh, little darkness uh, retreat, and then you are going to we're going to act accordingly. If we have to trade you away then, that's what we're going to do. Yeah, here's the thing. I struggle to find how Aaron Rodgers has any leverage to dictate how this situation is going to play out. And I know that there are other people out there that have differing opinions, but in just looking at the contract, the Packers don't have to pay Aaron Rodgers that roster bonus until right before week one of the regular season. That's a long ways off. You're talking about early September. So I, I don't understand why the Packers would lose leverage or lose the 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 power to dictate how this is going to go. I, I, I just don't see that happening. Like Aaron Rodgers wants the money. We know he's not going to retire. So if you're Green Bay, you can trade that contract to whatever team is interested in his services, and that team can be assured, at least for 2023, that Aaron Rodgers is going to show up. 
Now, we know that Green Bay also has a consequential decision that they have to make on Jordan Love's fifth-year option. And from what it sounds like, they're leaning toward making sure that Jordan Love is in the fold and that he's in line to be their QB1 going into next season. So that means that there's probably not room for Aaron Rodgers. I couldn't imagine Brian Gutekunst, their general manager, carrying $80 million worth of quarterbacks this year. So I just don't see that happening. Um, I I don't see him committing to that. So I I think it's a situation where you're talking about Green Bay moving on sooner rather than later from Aaron Rodgers. And if Rodgers wants to secure his football future, then he needs to huddle up with the Packers brass quickly and find the best place for him to continue his career while also allowing the Packers to do the dance and extract maximum value from Rodgers' preferred destination. That's how this should go, but we know with Aaron Rodgers, things seldom go according to how they should go. Canty, the other part for me is it shouldn't be just the Packers who are not going to wait. It should be everybody else. And I didn't understand this this morning from Rob Ninkovich, of course, ESPN NFL analyst, on Get Up in regards to the Jets. If I am the Jets, I'm not waiting to see if Carr is going to come to me. I'm going to go make the moves to try and get Aaron Rodgers because I know if we get Aaron Rodgers, we are a championship-level team right now. When do you think Aaron Rodgers is making a decision, at least – you know, foe making a decision, telling us he's making a decision when in actuality the decision's being made for him. I don't think it's coming in the next two weeks. Why why would I think that right now? So if I'm the Jets, I'm not waiting on him. I need to go and pursue the guy that's free right now and the guy that has interest from other teams because I need to upgrade my quarterback situation and I cannot sit here and end up with... I shouldn't say sit here. I cannot end up without a place to sit when the music stops. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right about that, but that's the problem with Rodgers dragging this out because with every team that lands a quarterback this offseason, either via trade or free agency, before Rodgers makes his decision, that's more leverage that the Packers ultimately end up losing in terms of the compensation they would get in return for Rodgers' services. So while I get why A-Rod wouldn't be in a hurry to do Green Bay any favors, the other thing that Rodgers has to be careful about is if the organization is, in fact, moving on, you got to make sure that you have an opportunity to go where you think you can compete at a high level and continue in your career. I mean, in terms of trying to continue to build on your legacy, it's about competing for championships. And there ain't that many places where you can land that you can compete for championships on teams that are in need of a quarterback. So that's why I think this needs to happen sooner rather than later. Now, if you're somebody like Derek Carr, Carlin, like you want to sign ASAP because with all of the uncertainty around Rodgers, you're the next best quarterback. You can command top dollar, especially knowing that you got to jump on free agency because guys that are scheduled to be free agents that are currently on NFL rosters, they can't get to the market until the middle of March. So you've got a month before anybody else can sign. That means that you can move and you can pressure the teams that you want to go to in order to get the kind of contract that you're looking for. So I think Derek Carr has got to strike while the iron is hot. That's right now. And if Aaron Rodgers is smart, he'd be huddling up with the Green Bay Packers and not too far behind in terms of solidifying where his playing career is going to continue. Kenton Carlin, ESPN Radio, in on the ESPN app, and I couldn't agree more. 
for Derek Carr, this is a very, very good situation. You've got the nut bar in Green Bay who's not making up his mind. And then you also have a situation where you have uh, so many options and all you're doing is eliminating somebody else's options, uh, at least one of them when it comes to free agency. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We're going to turn right now to something big that's happening this weekend. If you are missing football already, do not fret because... The XFL begins this weekend. Terrell Buckley, the former NFL defensive back, is the head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians. He joins us right now. They are taking on the Houston Roughnecks at Saturday night, 8.30 on ESPN, 8.30 Eastern Time. And, Terrell, we appreciate a few minutes. Congratulations on the job. And just give us a sense of what this whole process has been like getting ready for this XFL season. And thank you. And I'm very, very excited about XFL 2023. Um, and we just finished a, a five week training camp. We had a 78 man roster. We had to get it down to 51. Uh, we still missing two from the NFL. We, I like that 53. 51 makes it tough. Uh, but we are in game week, uh, getting in game mode, getting ready for our opponent, the Houston Roughnecks, like you said, with Coach uh, Wade Phillips who has 43 years of experience as a coach, uh, over 30 as a player and coach. Mm. So it should be highly, highly entertaining. Uh, I'm very, very excited about it. Uh, the Orlando Guardians, all model is smart, fast, and fearless. And you're going to see that with some sound football. Terrell, I'm excited to see you guys take the field on Saturday night. And speaking of the star power in the coaching ranks, not only do you have Wade Phillips, but you also have Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward. Yeah. I mean, these are pl- p- people that have extensive NFL experience. What does it mean for your league to have that kind of credibility, to have those names be a part of what the XFL is trying to build? Well, I say this. You have guys that's in the Hall of Fame, I call them. Uh, Mr. HOF. You know, I played golf with Marcus Allen and Lars Taylor, and Rod Woodson is in that uh, category. So whenever I see him, I say, Mr. HOF, how you doing? And then myself and Hines have Hall of Fame numbers. We say Hall of Fame numbers. So <laughs> to get around the guys like that, man, is exciting. Uh, it's something that you get a chance to mix it up knowledge-wise. You know, you watch the Super Bowl and everybody's talking about how uh, the game planning and the adjustments that Andy Reid made and, and Eric Bieniemy. Nobody's talking about the adjustments that the two guys that just got head coaches that they didn't make, right? Mm. So here we are with this opportunity as former players to show the world that not only could we play the ball, but we, we have minds that we can think our way around it and make those crucial adjustments. Terrell Buckley, head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians, joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You just mentioned Eric Bieniemy. We were talking about it a few minutes ago. When you look at the fact that there have been 17 coaching opportunities that he's interviewed for with 16 teams over the last few years, uh, what do you make of this, Terrell? And, and you getting this opportunity, Rod Woodson, Heinz Ward, the lack of minority head coaches in the NFL? I'm, I'm very, very excited to handle that first and then get to be in me about what uh, Chairwoman uh, Danny Garcia, owner, 
uh, and Dwayne Johnson and, and Jared Carlin has created, which is this league of opportunity and dreams, not only for players, but for also coaches. And what Eric Bieniemy is going through is kind of what I went through in college. Uh, of You go out, for me personally, you have the numbers, you recruit, best defense, one of the best teams, uh, just year in and year out. My last year uh, with uh, University of Mississippi, we had the most wins in the history in the regular season. No opportunities. Defense improved from like seven five spots. And no opportunity to move up. And you look at the enemy, you're like, what else do I have to do? Top rated offense, I lose the cheetah. We still put put together a team. I'm calling in the plays, at least half of them, and two Super Bowls in three years, conference championship. But I still can't because I might not say certain words in my interview. Isn't isn't it? Shouldn't it be about what are you doing on the field, and can you relate to the players? Uh, that's that. That's a shame that he's has not been given that opportunity. Talking to NFL veteran and head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians, Terrell Buckley on Canty and Carl and Terrell. Uh, the XFL has been on the cutting edge of a lot of innovations in professional football when it comes to how we view the game, certain rules in the game. And I, I'm curious to know what some of the different rules that the XFL is rolling out this time from the fourth and 15 in the fourth quarter as opposed to kicking the ball away to the opponent or uh, both teams starting to kick off on the same side of the field, uh, the two-point conversions. What are some of the innovations that you're excited to see uh, as this thing gets rolling on Saturday? Man, you just mentioned a few of them. I would say the, the double pass mm. that I'm very, very excited about that I want to see. It keeps guys honest. And how do you implement that into to your game plan, into your regular flow of the offense is really what I'm excited about. The other one is we have a spotter. We have a, a ref, so we don't have what Dallas had a couple of years ago, time running out. We have a guy assigned to spotting the ball. Mm. And so you can move, you can execute. You don't have to worry about that. Those are two of the rules uh, that, I'm, that I'm excited about. The rest of them are the same that, that you would get in the NFL. This would, I think this would enhance the NFL uh, just like you want to see, it's going to enhance our game. Terrell, before we let you go, as an XDB, I have to ask you, what did you think of the holding call of the Super Bowl? I, I thought at that time he shouldn't have been called. Yeah, he grabbed. He didn't turn him too bad. And and based on where the ball was thrown to, uh, time of the game, you don't want to bail him out. Let, let's see one of the best Super Bowls that was happening. Could have gone down as the best ever, they kick a field goal there, and now you give Jalen Hurst and that offense a chance to drive back down to tie it up or win it, that's exciting. That's what you want. And you don't want the ref to bail that out. Bail them out, you know? Couldn't agree more, Terrell. Like, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> Kathy and I were arguing about this all on Monday. Listen, we're excited for you. Good luck. Houston Roughnecks, the opener against your Guardians, Saturday night, 8.30 Eastern on ESPN. And best of luck this season in the XFL. Hey, guys. Thank you guys for having me on. And let's, let's support this league and, and add 
some more excitement to uh, football. Thank you, guys. Yep. Terrell Buckley, head coach of the XFL's Orlando Guardians. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The NBA's first half is coming to a close. Oh, those dreaded two words. Must win for the Lakers? We'll tell you next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Can we actually use the words? I, I mean, I kind of think we can. Must win for the Lakers tonight? Oh, yeah. We can go ahead and break that out, Carlin. Must win. Must win. I mean, how must many are? Win. how many left are not must win for the Lakers? Well, that, that's probably the better question, but when you're yeah. going up against a shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans team, yeah. tonight, you, you got to get this one done. There, there is no question about it. It's Kentia Carlin on ESPN Radio and on Sirius XM Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. That brings us to a little segment we like to call a Get Up, Get Down. It's Get Up in the Morning. Good morning. It is time to get up. But in the afternoon, we get down. Get down on it. It's time for Get Up, Get Down. Get down on it. Wendy, Brian Windhorst, ESPN, NBA writer this morning on Get Up, where things stand for the Lakers right now. This roster is much better fit around LeBron and Anthony Davis. If this Mm -hmm. roster had been there from the start of the season, I think they'd be in the top six right now. And remember, you only got to be three or four games over 500 to be in that top six. They've been at or over 500 since they started two and 10. The problem is they have to go around with the weight of the first 50 games that that poorly constructed roster delivered. And so they now have no margin for error. I would go so far as to say like a game like tonight at home against the Pelicans who are wounded, it's a must-win game. They are they cannot afford to lose games in the upcoming days against teams that are going to be near them in the play-in. And so that is like, they absolutely should be able with this roster to make it, but they can't afford LeBron's foot injury to drag on. He has been upgraded mm-hmm. for, to questionable for tonight's game, indicating he's probably in line to give it a go. But that is now something that they, you know, if LeBron comes out of this All-Star break and still has this issue and he's got to miss a couple more games and those are losses, they're already losing some distance between them and and 10th place it's amazing there's not a whole lot of time to get 
used to playing with one another when you add D'Angelo Russell to the mix. Mm-hmm. And you've Canty got a spot right now where they're in 13th. You've got yeah. Portland and Oklahoma City right in front of you. Oklahoma City right in front of you right now, in addition to the four teams, seven through ten. So while I agree with Wendy's premise that if they had had this roster at the beginning of the year, they probably would be in the top six. I'm trying to figure out which of those teams is going to fall off that will open that door for the Lakers to jump into the top ten. Well, I don't know if you could depend on any of those teams to fall off, Carlin, and to take it a step further. You just lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder last week, the game in which LeBron James (laughs) passed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the all-time points record. So it's not as if the Lakers are above the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Portland Trail Blazers, especially with Damian Lillard playing the way that he is. I mean, Carlin, hell, even the Utah Jazz – a team that they just got two significant pieces from and Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley, guys that should be contributors on this team down the stretch. But I just, Carlin, I look at this situation as the Lakers needing to have more urgency. And I know LeBron James is going to give it a go after sitting out a couple of games, so I'm excited to get him back. But there's concern now that Anthony Davis could be dealing with yet another lower body injury. Now he's playing through it, but we'll have to see how long he's going to be able to stay healthy. Um, There's obviously the chemistry component to all of this and making sure all of the new players are going to be able to fit and play alongside LeBron. Um, That should be something somewhat of a positive because they can all shoot, but we'll have to wait and see. But Carlin, over the last 10 games, the Lakers are four and six. It's past time where you can play 500 basketball. You've got to start picking it up. We're now talking about this team being, what, 58 games into the season? Yeah. I mean, at some point, you got to start putting your foot on the gas and saying, guys, we got to make a push for that 10th seed. Right now, there are three games back in the win column from the Utah Jazz. So could they make a push for that 10th seed? Yeah. But given the draft capital that they gave up for D'Lo, for Beasley, for Vanderbilt, they have higher aspirations than just making the play-in. They obviously believe with these pieces – that this is a team that can not only get into a playoff series, but win a playoff series. And I think you'll hope that LeBron James can take it from there. But, Carlin, I mean, just to fight to get into the playoffs, that that's not the expectations for the Lakers franchise, especially when you got LeBron James playing the way that he has this season. No, it's not the expectations. And with him – being there to begin with, it's never the expectation. So I yeah. look at what's coming up in the second half of the year. Canty, this is a must win because right after the break, you've got Golden State, who's right in front of you. Then you've got a road trip to Dallas, Memphis, and Oklahoma City. Once again, Oklahoma City. Then you got Minnesota, Golden State, and Memphis again. <laughs> the first seven games. Mm -hmm. of the second half of the year. Like, that could literally determine the Lakers' fortunes for the entire second half if they can even make the play-in at that point. And to me, if you're the Lakers and you don't make the play-in, dear God. I mean, first of all, (laughs) it kind of sucks that there's not going to be, you know, there was the the slight possibility that they might have actually played well enough, and they may still, to slide in front of New Orleans to avoid the pick swap. Yeah, let me tell you what's let me tell you what's not gonna happen. That part, yeah, that's not gonna happen. But 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 to your point, well, I though, mean Zion. I mean we don't know when Zion's playing again. 
Yeah, but they still got Brandon Ingram, who's an all-star. They still got yeah. C.J. McCollum, who's a damn good player. So I think the Pelicans will be fine. I like what they've actually built down there. And they're well coached too, Carl. And that's the other thing that we, we know. Willie Green is a hell of a, hell of a coach. And David Green, their executive of basketball operations, he's outstanding too. So I, I give them a little more credit than what we got going on with the Lakers. And I can't believe I keep saying we, but that is my team. Carlin, <laughs> the thing that bothers me the most is just the uncertainty knowing that they mortgage some of the future. Because if you are, in fact, looking at D'Angelo Russell as a long-term solution to this team contending at a high level, then you're hoping that you can get some of the return on that investment this season. You're hoping that he can be a difference maker this season. You're hoping that he can be considered a part of the big three with LeBron James and with Anthony Davis. You're hoping he gets back to that all-star caliber player that we saw him with when he was with Brooklyn. So that would be the hope, but there's no guarantee that that's going to happen. And the biggest reason why is because we know that LeBron James is a ball-dominant player. D'Angelo Russell has been that in his career. He's certainly not going to be that with the Lakers. So how that fits in terms of him playing off of LeBron – is what we'll have to wait and see for. But with so many guys being in and out of the lineup, Carlin, it's going to be hard to figure all of that out on the fly in time enough to avoid being in the play-in. And and that's a dicey proposition when you talk about a potential one-and-done scenario. Canty, running your own business requires a lot of running around. From bookkeeping to client meetings, you run it all. By the time you need to hire, you've run out of energy. Luckily, with Indeed Instant Match, you can immediately receive a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description the moment you sponsor a job. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Hiring can finally run smoothly with Indeed. To learn more, visit Indeed.com slash credit. On the way, the NBA contender that nobody's talking about. We'll tell you about it in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty, nobody's talking about the Clippers. And they're very much in the mix here. I mean, they're in really good shape at the moment. I have to feel pretty good if I'm the Clippers at the moment in the five spot in the West with a chance to climb up into the top two or three, frankly. Yeah, I I mean, if I'm the Clippers, I like my standings. I I also like 
what I'm seeing from Kawhi Leonard since the calendar flipped over to 2023. Carlin, of the 21 games that the Clips have played, Kawhi has been in 16 of them. And of those 16, has scored north of 23 points in 14 of them. So, I mean, including last night, which he dropped 33 and tied his career high with seven made three-pointers in a regular season game. Like, Kawhi is starting to get back to the form that we saw him with in Toronto. And if that's going to be the case, then look out for the rest of the Western Conference because not only is this going to be a team that gets into the playoffs, but this is going to be a team that goes on a deep playoff run and, dare I say, challenge to come out of the West. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, listen – I mean, Paul George is playing like Paul George plays. Uh, They have gotten enough everywhere else to put them in this position. And it just kind of makes me think about how far they can climb to get in where they are right now. I think they're four games over right now in the -hmm. the fifth spot. And you look at the second half and the way it starts. And again, opportunity is there. You've got some good teams they're going to face, but they're teams that they can climb over to try to get into that top. Let's just say getting into the top four is very manageable for the Clippers right now. It is. I mean, do we really trust in what we're seeing from Sacramento? I don't trust it yet. No, I don't either. I don't either. And when you think about the different lineups that Ty Lue is going to be able to throw at teams from a defensive standpoint. Think about it. You've got two of the better wing defenders in all of basketball between Kawhi and Paul George. They're going to match up favorably against teams like the Phoenix Suns who have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You're going to be able to match up against you know teams like Denver when you think about what they have in their backcourt in Michael Porter Jr. You're going to be able to match up um, against teams like Memphis. So I just I look at it from that standpoint with their lineup, with their ability to be able to defend, and then you have two guys that can get you buckets outside of the structure of your offense in PG-13 and Kawhi, I just feel like they're in a good spot. And if this can keep up, if Kawhi can maintain this workload and they can continue to establish chemistry, then, yeah, this team is going to be hitting their stride when the playoffs gear up at the end of March. I, I, I think this is a team that you have to watch and you're going to have to deal with in the West. And that brings me to Phoenix. And it's exceptionally – I mean, look, we know what they are on paper, right? Yeah. As soon as Durant gets back sometime after the break, we know what they are on paper. But are they going to be able to run away and get into the top three? I would expect – I'd be shocked if they were not. And that's where I think you're going to see the Kings slide back a little bit. But I hate to ask this question, but I know I have to, just given what the talent level is. Do you buy that they are a legitimate, legitimate championship contender? Yes, I do. Is it yes, a stretch it, for you to believe into that? Or is it immediate? No, Are no, they a contender? Not, not, Boom, yes. It's not a stretch. They're a contender. And, and it's because of what I saw Kawhi do in Toronto. If I didn't see that, then I wouldn't believe in it, Carlin. And I know that it's been a long time since that championship. But based on what I'm seeing from him now and how he has the ability to be able to lock people down, I, I mean, Carlin, there was a game last week where <laughs> Kawhi <laughs> ended up locking up and you're talking about him not allowing the other team to get buckets. I mean, you look at that Dallas Mavericks game or the Brooklyn Nets game. I mean, the Brooklyn Nets game is what I'm talking about. Like Kawhi locked up on Cam Thomas, who had the hot hand, who had dropped 40, 
and the Brooklyn Nets couldn't get a bucket, Carlin, because of how good Kawhi Leonard was defensively. When you have that ability to get stops and to slow down star players in the postseason, you're going to give yourself a chance to win a lot of games. And that's what Kawhi Leonard has proven. That's what Paul George has proven. They also have a young up-and-comer in Terrence Mann who gets buckets, Norm Powell who has a championship pedigree, and they have a championship pedigree coach in Ty Lue. Yes, they are a legitimate contender if they can stay healthy. And based on this last month and a half of basketball from Kawhi Leonard, there's no reason to think that he's not going to be able to do that. And, and maybe this is unfair. I'm going to tie one other team into this. If you're going to tell me right now, again, maybe it's unfair considering the season they've had. Mm. If you're going to tell me right now that at some point the Clippers are going to be facing the Nuggets, I might be taking the Clippers. Exactly. And it has more to do with a lack of trust in the Nuggets, who, as far as their playoff fortunes have been concerned, have gotten worse each of the last three years. You know, you've gone to the conference finals a few years ago, then the semifinals, and then last year you can't get out of the first round. Like, I I know that doing what they have done this year has been amazing, and they're going to be the number one seed, but it's just a complete lack of trust until I see it. Yeah, and I don't blame you for not trusting in what you're seeing from them. Now, look, Jokic is putting together another MVP. No, he's amazing. He's an amazing player. This is a team that that melts when they get into the postseason. They they haven't found a way to be able to to have that that playoff success. And when you're going up against a head coach that's had a lot of playoff success and individual stars that have had a lot of playoff success in Kawhi and PG, I, I just. Carlin, yeah, I'm with you. I think that the Clippers have all the makings of being a a true title contender, and it's because of their ability to defend, and they got guys that can get points outside of the offense. That is key when you start talking about trying to come out of the Western Conference, and if we're being honest about it, Carlin, I think that, that matches up favorably against the best teams in the Eastern Conference, too. Having multiple win defenders that are elite is going to make a difference if you got to go up against the Boston Celtics or if you have to go up against the Milwaukee Bucks. That matters. And so having that at your disposal is going to be huge for the Clippers or whoever is coming out of the Western Conference. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We can't even forget about Memphis, who we barely even mentioned right there. Up next, we get more on the NBA in moments with Brian Windhorst. And with the Bears, really, Trey Justin Fields? Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.